And so I found that with my motivation that if I base my motivation off of, oh, I want to win, I never win. Freshman, sophomore, junior year, never won. Freshman, sophomore year of Kentucky, never won. And like then this last year and even like my senior year, I was basing off of how can I like help the people around me like feel more comfortable? How can I like, how can we put out the best routine? And like... Oh, let's go. I'm 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 hyped. I'm so hyped. Oh my god, and this can be a good <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so excited, man. Gage, I I miss you, man. Tony, it's been too long for real for real. It's like our like our bro chemistry has been gone. Like it's been long gone. Like I don't know if that's even a word, but hey, it's we've been gone forever. <laughs> gone but never lost. Gone but never lost. Literally. This is part two, officially. For real. Who else has a part two? Um, no one. Oh, I'm the first one. I'm your first. Yeah. You're oh my god! The first. That makes After me happy. Two years. For real, it's been a while. I was thinking about it today, like right before uh, right before you called. I was like, dang, we haven't. Last time we talked was. Um, right after my freshman year and everything, right before the sophomore year started, and I didn't realize that because I thought I had already left UK at that point. You know, it's 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 insane how time flies. For real, I mean, it's you're grinding, grinding, dude. You have you have popped off, bro. You, you have, popped have off. no, no. <laughs> you have gone. I mean, what what's the secret for that? You you start. I think when I had you on the podcast, you were at five k, and now you're at. 300 and something oh yeah honestly that all came in i got like three hundred thousand followers in like four months i think it's yeah. because of the podcast right oh yeah absolutely as soon as yeah. i did the podcast it just gave me all the followers and then mm-hmm. and then after that you know it hasn't grown that's why we're doing episode two you know <laughs> yeah it makes sense it makes sense um so for all of you guys listening if you want to get a lot of followers you gotta be part of the number one cheerleading podcast in the world <laughs> thanks <laughs> Back after two years, yes. <laughs> guys. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode. Um, obviously, we have the amazing Gage, the guy. Man, you've done so much. You have done so much since since last time we talked, bro. It has been a, a crazy road, like you said. Time flies. It's uh, you don't realize how much you do until you're looking back. Uh-huh. So you recently, I mean, you recently this year, you were with Team USA, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep, I was How on USA for a little bit. Honestly, uh, USA was one of my favorite times, like favorite teams I have ever been on in my whole life because it's it's an environment where you're surrounded by people you don't have to hold accountable. Everyone holds themselves accountable mentally and physically. And as soon as anything falls, like they make it up, everyone's encouraging. And I think out of the whole um, two weeks and two days of uh, two days, we only had like one bad practice. The rest of them were actually like really good, and we did we did pretty nice. It was honestly a very chill two days, and um, and it ended up like ending in the best possible way with us like smacking a routine on day two and having a good time with it as well. It was a blessing. I, I still remember in the first episode. I mean, we had. Mm-hmm. I think we were talking about Team USA. I think yeah, I think we talked about it for a little bit. I was like, yeah, that's some of my goals that for down the road. And I was like, dude, you you have it in the bag. Like, there's no there's no doubt about it, bro. I did not think so. Not even this year. I wasn't even supposed to try out for Team USA. Like the like twenty minutes before the tryout started, I wasn't supposed to try out. And then um, that man, uh, Rick, Ricky, 
Ricky did because like I was like kind of planning on it, but I got like in a rut and I was like, yo, I'm not good enough to do this. Like I need to take a step back because there's no way I'm going to be able to make the team. And I couldn't find like I didn't have a girl I had timing with and and like my tumbling was like good, but I wasn't good enough to be like a tumbler. So I was like freaking out. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to make Team USA. So I'm not trying out. And then like people were like, no, you you need to try out. And I was like, no, I'm not trying out. And Ricky came up to me and he was like, are you not trying out? And I was like, no, uh, I just don't feel really confident. He's like, oh, okay. Well, um, you go see, you see Lori? And I was like, yeah. He was like, you're going to go over there and you're going to tell her you're going to try out like right now. You're going to sign up right now. And I was like, no, Ricky, I'm not trying out. And he, he like picked me up. He walked me over there. He was like, this kid wants to try out with uh, for Team USA. And she's like, here's all the information before I could say anything. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm doing it. And then I uh, ended up trying out and making it. But um, yeah, literally like 20 minutes before I wasn't supposed to, I was literally like filling it out still as like the trial release started and we were trying to get partners and like figure out who I was trying out with. And boom, I'm on the team. <laughs> for real. Shout out to Ricky. Shout out to yeah, him. for real. I literally, um, I think about it all the time. I'm like, that man Ricky didn't like bully me into signing up, then I wouldn't <laughs> be on Team USA. That's why I love him. No, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. Team USA, obviously, you're not a Moorhead. I mean, you're not Moorhead. Say, shout out to Moorhead. <laughs> shout out. Wait, this is this is leak. Am I leaking something? No. <laughs> oh my goodness, we're both going to Moorhead this year. Oh, snap. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Allie would kill Coach me. Coach Mark, we were kidding. <laughs> I <was> like, what? <laughs> no, dude. So now, so obviously, Weber State is mm-hmm. um is is behind. Now it's Western. Yes. I want to know, like. I want to know just kind of like the what, what was that move like you know I'm just so curious <laughs> like what maybe you want to go to Western yeah like Western um honestly um the thing that like really made me decide to move and like make the change was Allie I I like I told you after um Jomo got fired but like right before we had the podcast right the first yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we had okay. it after he, he was gone. Yeah, and so, like, after that, um, I can honestly say that for the whole, like, next year, um, like, with uh, when I was at UK that last year, and even going into Weaver my first, um, for, like, the half of the year, first half of the year, I was struggling so bad because I was in a place where I was, like, there's, like, I can't find another coach like like Jomo. I, I honestly loved him so much, the way he worked and the way he he like worked with athletes and teams. It's honestly all that I could have ever asked for in a coach. And it's something I've been looking for since like I got out of high school. I mean, ever since he got fired and I honestly had given up on it and given up on finding a coach that's like that. And then when we started USA practices, like Allie would like step up and she'd say some things and I'm like, dang, I kind of, I kind of like how she coaches. Like I like how she runs things. And then finally, this this happened in team USA then. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, so we had a few practices before two days and that's where I was like starting to get the hint at like, I'm like, Oh, I kind of like how Ellie works and, and stuff like that. And then, um, then we got to two days and like, she was telling, like, she was just talking and like when she talks about things, not even like cheer sense, but the way like that she was like talking about building the team and like what she wants. And she's like, I want to build a team for a generation, not a year. And just like stuff like that, like that honestly made me realize that I wanted to be a part of that as well. I'm big with like, if you are in an environment with the same morals and beliefs and like, and things you believe in, it's going to be like, there's gonna be more tension. It doesn't mean that it's the wrong place for, or 
it, it kind of is the wrong place, but it, I wouldn't say it's like not a negative place, but it's just like not necessarily where you're supposed to be. And that's like why I like Jomo so much because it was so easy. It was like strictly business. He could yell at me in practice. Like um, he could be rude or like he could like do whatever he has to do in practice. But when we step out, like I know it wasn't personal. It was for the better of the game. And, and like, that's something that's kind of been lost a little bit. People take stuff to the heart too, too quickly and people too emotional in practice versus like understanding, like, did you get the job done or did you not? And then um, like seeing Allie, she's identical in that, in that sense. And like the way that she coaches her morals and beliefs and laws, like a lot of it is just things that I care about as well. And, and after seeing that and hearing that, I was like, yeah, she's honestly who I want to be coached by. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Mad props to her. That's amazing because it's, I mean, nowadays, it's so hard to find a coach um, mm -hmm. or any just in any situation, anyone that's above you, obviously, they're they're the ones leading the pack, whether it's a team, whether it's a business, whether it's whether it's a camp. Right. I mean, you're the one leading all the athletes. Right. The energy is so contagious. And if you're not that person, it's so hard to keep people around. <laughs> honestly yeah like Ali's definitely everything I've been looking for and then honestly getting out to like getting out to Western was so cool too because um the people are amazing and they they are like super driven and they like we're moving up to large this year and we're competing against like bigger teams and harder teams than they did last year and everyone's really like re everyone's down for it like everyone's like ready to like, run through the mud together and I love that so much because it's super easy to like lose that that grit and that like almost like um using elbow grease whenever your team's like super talented you know what do you mean by that like well when you're at the top yes you have to work really hard but the luxury of being like you know the top dog is you you don't have to work significant like you don't have to work an extreme amount to overcome anything other than yourself and so it's more of like a mental battle at the end of the day but if you're in the underdog like stepping up to something new like trying a different division or like you know upping your weight class if it's if you're talking about like another mm -hmm. sport then obviously you're gonna have to work harder because like you're going against more competition people that are like at a higher caliber than you were in the past and i'm not saying that like their skill skill level at these other schools is better or not it's just we've never um had to compete against them like that and this is like a completely different division than last year I'm... you don't believe there's like a certain there's a certain team aspect of like oh this team is way better than this team and because of whatever stunts and skills they have um i so i've struggled with that because at first i used to think it was based off skill level and and stuff like that I used to think like people were good because of the stuff they could do. But then um, I it, like after like working my way up and being around people that are very talented, um, like are, like at different schools and stuff like that, something I've begun to understand is that like I think a talented group is less about what they are now and more about what they could be because like of the mindset, because it's like when I when I say people are like, you're the go, it's not necessarily because like you're at the top of the game right now, but it's because you have aspects of a go or like you have what it takes to be a goat. You just haven't had enough time in what you're doing to be at that level yet. So I'm like, you're a goat because I know you'll be there eventually, not because you're there now. And so I super, I'm like with talented teams, I wouldn't say a team's talented because they have a, a, like a lot of skills. Like, yes, they can, mm. they are at the top of their, their game in the moment, but if they're, 
a talented team built within built on a very like um, brittle foundation, then one little thing can break it. And then they're at the bottom and they, they work their way up, work their way up quotation marks, you know, um, when in reality they didn't. And then like with the people who are talented are those ones that are like doing it the right way, putting in the right reps, like grinding with their head down, not like talking too much, like letting the, like their actions speak for their words, you know, like that's, I would say that's more of a talented team because they have more potential in the long run. What's the most, most challenging before you were talking about if you're on the top, all who all you're competing with is yourself, right? It's mm-hmm. a mental game at this point. And there's others teams or other people that are competing against someone else or another team that's a lot better above them. What do you think is harder? Going against yourself at the top or being like the underdog or being underneath like a lot of teams? Definitely going against yourself at the top because it's so easy to, when you get up there, like there's nothing other than your mind or like your own vision that you're chasing. And so like, if you're the example, if you're setting the bar in, in your area of life, then it's hard to see like more than that. It's hard to like, like see that there is more because you're already at the top. Like what else could you do? You know? And unless you're using like people who are way, mm, sorry, I was trying to think about how I want to word this. Yeah. So unless you're trying to use like people like way, way, way in the past, like, so if in my area, like say I'm um, here in Bartow and like, I don't know anything outside of Bartow, but I just know I can do like full ups really good. And everyone else on my team can only do like toss hands. I'm going to think I'm the best. And like, and like, it's very easy for people to get content in that area because they don't see more than like the people around them. But yeah. As soon as you get introduced to more, then you like realize how little you are. But it, if you're really, really at the top, like if your team's that team and you're at the top, like, and there's nothing around you challenging you, then it's, I can see where it's super easy to get, like, you want to like sit down and like relax. Cause then you don't have to work as hard. You can get the job done without doing as much. And that is a luxury of being at the top, but then you also forget that like people are hungry and they're like going to work their way up. And so I think being mm-hmm. an underdog is a lot easier because you have something fe- feasible and like physical to like chase versus being at the top where it's just your imagination that can run, you know, was Weber something like that. Did it feel like that at times? Cause I just, obviously not for me. I'm obviously I'm not on a team, but just based on like the records, based on the history on it, based well, on the athletes that are in it like it's mm-hmm. basically it was basically team usa if you <laughs> i mean, yeah, I mean technically right mm-hmm. how do you go about that like as someone on the team do you feel like yourself for example that's that's you know that's why having the podcast is how did you feel going against all these other athletes like Keyshawn, boosh matt like rick i, I think rick, rick was part mm-hmm. was still yeah right yeah, he was okay. on the team for a little bit so like how how did that feel itself? It was it was cool at first. It was a little challenging because <clears throat> it was a little challenging because obviously you're facing people that are much better than you, and that's what I did like about uh, going to Weber is that instead of like being like near the top, you're like you literally put it the bare like you're at the very bottom. And what's crazy is there's no one who like stands out above everyone else at Weber. Um, everyone like everyone is strong in their own in their own ways, and there's people like. No one is like ahead of everyone in every single aspect of cheerleading up there. And 
And so like, it is really cool because you look around and like, you're getting challenged in every different way. Like everyone has their own skills are good at. And, and so like, even though like you can do a back double with anybody, can you do like a one arm like this person next to you can? And so that's like the coolest part because I got challenged in different ways. But the, I would say the hardest part about that as well is that it's very easy to like one, get down on yourself or two, like can um, kind of communicate within uh, to each other and ask for like, or like give corrections because when there's too many like cooks in the kitchen, it can be very hard to like just get one dish done or like get one thing done. So like whenever <laughs> wants to say something, it can be a little hard. And so that's also it's a struggle. It's the meatballs. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> it, it can be a struggle with uh, being on like a super talented team that everyone who's like at the top, you know, because we're all like at the top of cheerleading uh, in the game. Like we all want to say something, but it's it's like I said, it's hard when you have too many people trying to say everything. Uh-huh. What kept you motivated? Like what, what keeps you motivated to go out there and just kill it, grind every single day? I mean, I've seen your stunts. I've seen your videos. I, I've, see, I've seen the skills, man. You've gotten so much better. Like I appreciate it's crazy. It. It's the girls, good. I promise. The girls are so good over there. They're literally so talented. Every, the girls are good everywhere. What are they but, feeding you guys? <laughs> I wish they were feeding me more. I'm way too small. I'm trying to get big, but um, get big. honestly, um, like so, summer is really big about finding your why. And something I struggled with in the first half is like I couldn't find my why anymore because. What, so what I originally thought my why was, was going to UK and winning a ring with Jomo as my coach. And that's what I always thought it was going through high school. And um, it wasn't until like halfway through the year, because I said like I struggled for the first year and a half. It was in the second half that I took a step back and I like really thought about where I'd been, what I've done and like how my life kind of like what my vision was, you know, really set on. And it wasn't, it wasn't about winning. Cause like my freshman through junior year of high school, I lost. And it, my senior year was, I was like, screw it. I'm not going to try and win. I just want to like, make sure that like, as a team, we do as good as we possibly can do and stuff like that. And then we ended up winning. And so, um, it wasn't till like I took a step back and I realized with like it, the vision was never to like win. Um, the vision was to inspire kids the same way that the uh, the people that I watch in those old UK videos inspired me. And so like when I watch them and I see like how they could stunt, how they didn't move, how like they stunned, like when they stunned, they, they left a precedent and they were just like, they made people watch them with how beautiful and just perfect their technique was. And that's what I liked. And I, and I know that I wanted to be in the same position one day where I was able to inspire kids and inspire people who are younger that, and let them know that they too can get to that point. Cause like, like I said, I wasn't, talented at all and um it took me so long to just get tossed hands alone and so like for me to go from like someone who like no one even thought would make it would get a toss extension consistently to someone who's at the top of the game you know like that that's like inspiring I know that can like inspire other people and a lot of people come up to me now especially since I have a higher like social media you know following and they like tell me that like they love me and they like they love watching my hands and stuff like that and they're like I didn't even like the way you use your hands is crazy I can't even like imagine you got any tips and stuff and I love that because it just lets me know I'm doing a little bit of my job of like what I've been wanting to do you know how does that feel it's pretty cool it is honestly so beautiful it's a it's weird too because like I can't tell if like if I'm I'm like I don't know if I I, I'm like worthy of y'all giving y'all advice because like I don't know I feel like it it could be a fluke at the same time that like maybe it worked for me but it wouldn't work for you and then I look like a phony after oh you're such a fake (laughs) (laughs) you're a fake a big fat fake (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't believe it. You told me I was going to do a double up after a toss hands. What is this? Facts. Facts. You said it would give me a double up QP. I'm like down the road, man. I ended up the ER because of you. <laughs> I can't believe it. I didn't make the tape. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. Yeah, bro. It's, it's, a, it's so beautiful. But, I mean... <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say with this, but it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's hard for me to explain it because you're, I don't know. I mean, obviously we haven't talked in it much, but like, I see you as like a brother, man. Yeah. Facts. Like, Same. yes, you're, you're a white, I'm Mexican, but that's okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. That's all. It's amazing to see it. It's amazing to see the growth. Um, but what's new, Gage? I mean, what's give me give, give me something. What's new? Yeah, what's new? I mean, what what's your new philosophy? What's what's your new? What's your big why for this year? Mm, the why for the year? Oh man, um, honestly, man, that's actually something that like I had to like question or like ask myself recently as well because um, I was like just um, I was sitting around and I was uh, I kind of like took a step back and I was like, dang, I uh. I actually don't know what um what's gonna like motivate me this year because like usually if I'm not like you know ready to go to the gym and stuff it's just because like I can't remember what motivates me and um I can like not figure it out for a second so I take a step back and like try and figure it out and the only thing that like really came to mind and it like follows that like whole like in inspiring people is we like since we're bumping up to large this year with WKU I really 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 want us to like do our job the best best possible way but i really want to set a new a new standard so it's been kind of lost um i feel like in every division everyone's competing like almost the same the same type of skills and stuff like that like some people like vary and stuff and but i feel like there's like the top of the score sheet and a lot of people aim for that and I, like with WKU this year, I know it's like everyone, we all like agree that we're like, we're not aiming for the top of the score sheet. We're aiming for way above. We're trying to set the new standard, just like UK did in like 2019 when they competed like backhand scrap to hand skis. Like everyone was like, that is so stupid. But then you do it and then it's like the payoff in the end is just insane. Like you're like, wow, y'all are that team, you know? And we want to be like, we want to set that type of standard that being that same like area of like, yeah, like, we know that we can all like hit the top of the score sheet, but that's not what we're trying to do anymore. We're trying to set the new standard of like cheerleading and like what college cheerleading is supposed to be. And so like to, to hit high, you have to, yeah, you have to be willing to like miss and stuff. And so I think with a lot of like my motivation comes with, if you want to be at the top, then you have to make sure you work because if you don't, then you're going to be, um, you're going to look like an embarrassment or like be a failure out on the floor. Mm -hmm. And how do you go about that? you go just based on just stunting a lot based on as many reps or does it come from other outside sources like working hard or what yeah like kind of you know getting to that level for example yourself getting to that level of of being able to do all these elite stunts right i mean you obviously have so much to grow right i mean the sky's the limit mm -hmm. right but from what you have now what have you done to get better uh, you know, that mindset, what are some habits that you do? Do you do like 20 full-ups? Do you do, do you think about hitting it? Do you think about like stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I, 
so like one thing is I'm starting to like work out more just because that's something I've always struggled with is like after actually lifting weights, I would say like, um, I'm like, have that finally started to work out because like, I don't want to be the guy that has to use a small girl to hit the stunts or like have to have a super talented girl to do the stunts for me. I want to be the guy that can like do stunts for other people. And, and like, I may be able to do like the stunts, like one or two reps, but I want to be able to do them consistently for three or four hours with like, um, like, you know, bigger people and stuff like that and, and just be more explosive. That's, all, that's something I've seen myself struggle with, but also, um, something that, I have to make sure I'm conscious of is finding and fine tuning my technique instead of trying to pull from others. And so when I first got to like Kentucky and Weber, my freshman year, I I did it both times. I like for the first couple months I struggled. Like I like almost kind of like started to lose all my skills. And like when I tell you I got to Weber and like when I got to Weber, I had double up QB and like Dion Hanskis, stuff like that. When I got there for the first couple months, I couldn't do a Dion off to my like prep level. I couldn't do a double up anymore. I couldn't do like a one arm. Like I lost like a lot of skills. My tumbling was fine, but my, my, I lost a lot of stunning and I couldn't figure out why. And it wasn't until Ricky, Ricky, Ricky's literally been a blessing. I'm just gotta say that. Uh, it wasn't until Ricky, like I, I went up to him and like, I was like, bro, what is like going on? Like, I can't figure out my one arm. And I asked like Ricky everything. Cause I love the way he stunts. And I wanted that. I like wanted to stunt the way he does. And he was like, bro, you have to stop asking everyone like what's wrong. Cause everyone's going to give you like their style, like tell you. And then, then you're like picking and choosing from everyone. He was like, fuck them. Take the step back and like, just figure out how you stunt, like get back to how you are and like find your technique. Cause it's like the way that you stunt works, like stop asking for help. And I was like, damn, you're right. Yeah, for real. And so that's like, (laughs) I started to take a step back and I was like, um, like tried to find my technique again. And so it, it, like so I tend to like pick and pick from other people's technique. And so it's something that I have to like, um, like stop doing. And so that's something I'm being very conscious of is like finding like what works for me instead of like trying to take what everyone else has to say, like, yes, take it with a grain of salt, but at the same time, like what I have been doing works, like I'm consistently growing at an exponential level. And, but I just need to like, make sure I'm not allowing too many people like to, allowing too many cooks in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like taking one ingredient from them, mm-hmm. taking a little bit of ingredient yeah. from here, and then yeah, yeah, message that, it to yourself. That's like a mentally thing, mental thing. I physically just like making sure I commit more to basics. That's something I've gotten away from. So I've been doing a lot more basics, like full up torches, hands full around one arm torches. I've been trying a lot of one arm torches and like just making sure that like when I do stuff, it's not hitting or it's not like only working because I know how the stunt works. It's like technically done correct, and that's. Um, as I've like been like breaking down my own technique and trying to figure out what that is, there's like been like little flaws I see that I'm trying to fix right now. And oh my goodness, it is so hard to fix those flaws once you've been doing it for years and years and like didn't realize it till now. But I also know that if I keep pushing, I'll like hurt my body or like put myself in a position where I can't, you know, do stunts for other people because I'm like injuring myself. How how often do you stunt? Because I feel like oh, every you stunt day. a lot. Yeah, every day, at least like usually um, two to three hours at least do you how how do you rest how do you recover honestly i have no idea i think about that all the time because i do, i can stunt and tumble so so much i could probably be in the gym like and i like i was doing it recently i was in the gym like six hours almost every single day for like four or five months just like just grinding um I am like my, I don't know. I think it's a genetic thing that I can recover a little bit faster than most people because like whenever I'm, I have injuries, I tend to recover quicker. Like whenever, like 
I don't do anything crazy. Like I have a bad diet and I like honestly suck at drinking water and I don't really take any vitamins. That's something I'm like trying to like fix right now is like fix those little things. But um, cause I realized how right, like guys, he's onto something. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what you're like juicing up on, but it might, that wrong. might be something. Yeah. Thanks. Start shoving that <laughs> McDonald's down your throat. It'd be great. You'll always recover. <laughs> but, uh, you got a double up. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, literally like, uh, but I'll stunt and stuff like that. And like, it's not hard. Or it's not tiring for me. It's like, I can keep going. And I also think that's why I know I love what I do because like, you can get tired of it, but like that, I don't know. Something just drives me. Like I just keep going like, cause I know. Okay. So the pain right now is only going to hurt a little bit, but like the pain of like not being good enough or like knowing I missed it by one singular rep is a lot worse in the future. And so that scares me more than anything else. And so I'll commit to like dying all day. I'll go six hours comfortably because I know it's nowhere near as bad as being at nationals and dropping in front of everyone or like being, you know, like it being the moment that you have to hit for your team and you not being good enough because you slacked off. That's literally my biggest fear, and I run from that every single day. How did it feel when you competed at your first partner stunt? Bro, when I talk about terrifying, I have never been, like, more terrified in my whole life than before the, before that moment. And and I never thought, like, the whole time leading up to it, I, like, thought I was mentally preparing well. Like, I was like, yeah, I, like, this isn't going to be bad at all. We're chilling. And, like, we're in warm-ups. It wasn't even bad. But we were standing backstage, and I was, like, dapping everyone up. And, like, people are, like, going on quick. And, bro, I can't even explain to you how terrifying it was being back there. Like, it literally, like, my stomach is, oh, I, my stomach dropped so hard. And, like, I was barely talking. And um, we're sitting backstage. And I was like, man, I need this. Like, I was praying that this 45 seconds would go faster than anything else because i was freaking out because of that in that moment like you're the only person up there other than you and Why your partner you out, because like it's so easy for anything to go wrong and if i'm gonna be honest like nca scares me because i did not realize how hard it is to stunt with the sun and the wind like that's very uh, circumstantial in the sense that like the wind can either pick up or it can be like low or like a cloud can come over the sun really fast. But if you're unlucky, like you, it's like the sun's going to be out and that's directly above you. It's not in front of you where you can hide the sun. It's directly above you. So you're seeing it the whole time as well as like the wind can get crazy too. And, and also like, I just never competed outside before. So like day two scared me of like NCA, like that really got me. So then going up for partner style, I was like a little worried, but I didn't think it would affect too much. But then when we were like about to walk on stage, I got super nervous. I was like, oh my goodness. Like if anything happens, like like people are going to think I'm a fake and stuff like that. And that's where I had to like fake because I post a lot of stuff on Instagram and, and, and like I can, and I know I can travel around and like stunt with these girls consistently and stuff. And I know I can produce like exactly what people see. But for some reason, like in, in that moment, like I was a, like, well, it's ever since my sophomore year at Kentucky, like, I've struggled with knowing or, like, at least, like, owning up to the skill level that I have. Like, I always believe it's, like, almost like imposter syndrome. Like, I'm just not deserving of the title that people give me. So when people come up and they ask me about stuff, I'm like, I don't know. So, like, in that moment, I was like, if I drop right now, like, all the people that, like, look up to me are, like, you know, like, are, like, I, that 
motive I motivate them, then I'm going to be like a failure in their eyes and stuff. And so I get so nervous about that. And I don't know why I think that because like there's people that I look up to that have dropped in the past and it only makes me more like I care about them more because they like overcame the situation and did better the next year. But for some reason that like terrified me in that moment. That's interesting because yeah. I guess, I guess whatever we post, right. Whatever we post on Instagram, it's like, it's always like the highlights, right. It's always yeah. the, it's whatever we want people to see. And, yes. and it's for good reasons, right. I mean, mm-hmm. there's always some good reasons. That's, it's never bad, but you're right. I mean, in a way, for example, with myself, I, I like posting on, mm-hmm. on Instagram and I like seeing all these people like, you know, getting like, wow, like this was such a cool snippet. Like, you know, I really yeah. want to go watch the episode. And then for so, like, I don't know, like I, I, some, I get that as well. Sometimes I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like whatever I post, I struggle with that so much in a way where maybe I'm not as good. And it's like, I don't know, because if I, if I don't post something good anymore, if, if I don't, when it, if I didn't do even better, I'm like, oh no, no, no. Like pretty sure they're they're gonna just unlike it or unfollow. I don't know. Like Right, yeah, I, I don't know if that, that makes sense. No, yeah, it does. I, I understand completely. It's like you're basing the situation off of like how you produce content versus like who you are as a person. Yeah. You know, and I, I do feel that because like I mean, when you look at it from like a strictly business like perspective, if you're consistently uh-huh. dropping bad content, then people will shy away. But I think we also forget that like we're not like, especially with this generation, it's less of it being strictly business and we are like very emotional now. And so like that ties into things. So like we can still like bomb and we're still gonna have those people that stand next to us and like, you know, want like motivate us to get back up and like keep pushing because, but I think that's beautiful though, that like, you know, you have those people that can do that, but it's so hard to see that in the moment. Mm. Well, I feel like now, now more than ever, there's a lot of people posting a lot of videos, mm-hmm. uh, like yeah. stunting wise. I mean, I, I know it was before, obviously, but I feel like now it's like it's so much more. It's much more common. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to tell people how to blow up on social media so much. Like I've been like literally shouting it from all the rooftops. Trying You've to been help. saying it. I think you yeah. said it. I think a year ago or so, or. You told me, and I wasn't following your your mm-hmm. advice. I wasn't didn't have any ideas for it, but but you're so right. I mean, I've been start. I started doing it on Reels, and I'm like, wow, I'm getting more views than just the yeah. actual, you know, regular post. It's yeah, it's crazy too because like when like people on my team, there was the same way. Like I was telling them about it, and like this is like when I first started like getting followers, and they were like, oh okay, whatever, you know. Especially I'm a, I'm a I'm a call them out. I'm a so boosh yeah, yeah, the whole time, <laughs> especially since uh you know you about to have them on and stuff. But uh so that man boosh the whole time he's like, yeah, I don't know if it's that easy because I kept telling them I was like, bro, you just have to post content every single day like it doesn't matter if it's like good quality bad quality like just make sure it's like your authentic self just post it and like try to put a popular song behind it but just make sure you post the reels every day you don't even have to go to your profile just post the reels and he was like it's not that easy he was like i did it for like three days it didn't work i was like boosh i said every day not three days bro and so like it would it were like on and off for like a couple months and so this is like when i I started telling him that when i was like at fifty thousand, and then i got to 300 and he was like still chilling at like less than you know less than five so then he got he got reels like bonuses so he like is allowed to get paid for stuff now and so um that he got that like you can pay for that 
Yeah, yeah. So he gets no way. Yeah, but that's why I post so much. But so he uh he got like a month ago he got that option to do it, and so he said, "Screw it, I'm gonna post every single day." He's been posting every single day, and ever since then, he's up at 100,000 followers. Kaylee does the same thing. She's at 100,000 followers. My my friend Dalton, I just talked to him. He started posting on Reels six, seven days ago. He didn't even cheer. He's a like bodybuilder, and he went from had getting like 600 views per view, like per video. That he had like had one blow up to like 150,000, and he only has like 200, 300 followers. And so it like people don't realize how easy it is, and that's literally with everything in life. Like it's as easy as doing it. And all the little things like that, like people worried about, like, oh, I, I like, I don't want to go run right now. Or like, or when people say like, oh, I want to run a marathon and stuff, they're so worried about every single day that they have to wake up and run instead of like just doing it. And like, you know, if you run a little bit today, great. If you run a little bit tomorrow, great. Just like make sure you're at the end of the day, like you're getting to that point. And a lot of people like are so worried about little things like, oh, it's raining. It's cold outside. It's too hot outside. I need to have all my water. I'm not hydrated enough. I'm too tired today. Like my shoes aren't like, I don't have the good running shoes. Like just screw all the other stuff. Just do it. Like work with what you have. And eventually you'll build upon the small things. Build habit first. I feel like it's like social media that plays such a big role in it though, because before if you failed, then you know, it's only the people that like saw you there and like it doesn't last too long. Like by next year, everyone's forgotten about it and you moved on. Like so if you think about people in the past, like from other years at nationals, like you don't ever remember who second place is, you know, you only remember who first place is. But um, now with social media, it's like everything is out there. So like if you fall, like it's not just seen, like it's not just seen from the people there. It's seen like on TV. It's seen on every Instagram. Like everyone's going to be reposting, talking about it and stuff like that. There's good communication is so much easier. And I think that fear, like that just exaggerates the whole, like not wanting to fail because then it's on, it's on a much bigger level. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then now transitioning to, to what I was telling you, um, well, something new is for example, spill the cheer itself. Mm-hmm. Now there's a new goal. Like there's a new, there's a new goal in my head. Yeah, I just I really want to achieve it, and and I don't, and I'm I don't want this to fail, unless I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Like I will not give up until this happens, even if, even if I'm 30, 40 years old. Facts. There's no way to fail, then, my boy. Like if you I, don't give up. Even can't if I'm fail. 50, 60, 70, I don't know if I'm gonna be yeah. alive by then. But but the goal for now is really I don't want I want people to associate spill the cheer to more than just a podcast. You know, mm-hmm. more than just. Oh, go check it out on Spotify and Apple. I want this to be like in a brand, and I, you know, I, I've shown you the um, today's post. Yeah, it looks. You know, I like that, that a lot. I, I really like that. I've been thinking about try, yeah. I've been wanting to try and make something like that for so long, and then you did it. And I was like, oh, that looks so good. Like, damn, I shouldn't have sat on that. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty nice. I mean, I'm gonna start doing that every single day, though. That's yeah. that, that. I'm making a commitment with my friend Jeremy. Jeremy is a guy that's been filming for yeah. us. Oh yeah, he's really good actually. Um, he's been killing it. Man, Shout out Jeremy. He's fantastic. He's I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for him because he's really the guy that sparks the energy to really, you know, we really want to take this this brand to like the next level down yeah. in like five to ten years. Like and obviously right now it's all talk, but we're starting with like the small little stuff right now, just posting more, being more mm-hmm. relevant. And like spreading the 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 meaning behind it, right? Mm-hmm. And like obviously having you, uh, you know, 
sharing it means so much more because oh yeah i don't know it just feels great just bro i love it everything you like everything you like want out of this is just everything i've always wanted as well i just think it's inspirational to help like see people um at a more vulnerable level vulnerability really shows a lot of strength as well because it shows like what you've overcome but also lets people know that we were there at like their spot before so i do love this a lot and i think it, and it should be it something helps. normal right it should be mm. something normal we we can talk about we shouldn't feel as embarrassed about it right i mean yeah, yeah. there's gonna be times where we struggle with turn stuff and i'm not i'm not perfect i mean there's yeah. times where i struggle and and in, in showing those like those for example those videos that i've made man you know how long it took me to be like all right you know what let's just let's just post him let's just post him like facts bro i don't doubt it gonna, forever. like it's gonna be me against me that's basically what mm-hmm. it is it's me against me it's not me against anyone else because at the end of the day you know when you want to build your own brand and on myself or anyone listening it's going to come down to if we have the will right because it's so hard man it's it's like I don't know how to explain it. Bro, yeah. It's it's almost got to be like... I think it's like when people try to fight against their own... Who, who they're really supposed to be in life. That's like when it's hard to like get their will to like... Like, you know, fully uh, invest in the process or to get, like, get themselves. But like you can tell that this is what you're supposed to do. Because like it's so easy for you to like... Like it may, every, it may be a struggle. But it's also not like... You're not you're not giving up on it, so obviously it means more than nothing. So I feel like that means that you're kind of like following what what you're supposed yeah. to do in life. And I think that's a little problem in today is that a lot of people just do like what they want instead of what they're supposed to do, and that's usually like usually doesn't align. So it causes them to fight back all the time. And that's why you see people like a year down the road or like a couple months down the road. They're like, honestly, I don't really like this. Like I, I never really did. I I like just did it because of the external things. Like oh, I got more money or I got to like be around this person or like do this thing but at the end of the day i didn't love it you know yeah i mean the why i mean we, what we talked earlier when yeah, we yeah. we're looking for your why the why now is is and you're part of this right mm-hmm. even though i mean you're 100 part of this i mean everyone that's listening everyone that that either watches the instagram watches whatever like we're all part of this and and it's for for me, what I battle at times is thinking right away, oh man, I, I really want this to happen now. I really want this to be now. But obviously in reality, you, you got I mean, you're you what you're working now is it's what's gonna be for the next ten years. And so I don't know, just looking back to this podcast, if older me's listening, <laughs> you better you better fucking make it. <laughs> I think uh failures it's so funny bro because it's like so scary but at the same time it's so so motivating and like inspirational i i literally love it so much like the thought of it and and at the end of the day like looking back on it you're like damn bro i really thought that was gonna like gonna end the be the end all be all but it really wasn't and i think like more often than not like your failure is another person's motivation because um like a great example is um that man uh Oh my goodness, I just geeked on his name. Oh, I talk about someone else. Um, that man, Jeremy Lumpkin, literally what like probably one of the greatest hunters of all time. Probably like one of my biggest inspirations. I literally go to him for advice all the time. Same thing with Ali. I go to him with advice, but literally <laughs> like in his partner's on routine, like he was like, you know, like smacking everything and then they dropped a throw and a half, which is like, you know, an easier skill for him at that time. And 
um, like in the moment he's probably was like, like, you know, probably super mad and like super upset and probably like probably felt the same things as us in the sense that he felt like he didn't own what everyone was giving him. But that also like when I saw that, I didn't think, oh, damn, he's such a fraud. Like he's really such a fake. I was like, wow, that was one of the craziest part of some routines. And like he may have dropped that, but like it motivated me because it shows that even greats can like slip it sometimes. But it's not about like, you know, what happens to you in the moment. It's about what you overcome. So, yeah. Do you ever do you ever feel like you can let down a private, like someone oh, that no. obviously pays you, like, and then you're not having a good day, and then, or maybe it's not going well. Do you feel like you? Do you feel like you can't let these people down? Yes, I I feel that a lot of the time because, like, with privates, you're you're paying, and so. I'm super big about like when someone's paying for something, they need to get the money that you're like paying for. Like they need to get what they, you know, you, they need to get that product the right way. And that's why I hate when I see coaches that like do stunning privates, but really don't teach girls. They do stunts for girls. So then when they go after, like they can't like them girl, those girls can't stunt with anybody. And that's so upsetting for me. Cause I know that like it sucks for the people that pay, but I'm super big about like, I have to give my 100%. I've only, honestly, I've never really had like a, uh, private where it's like that because when I walk into the gym and I'm doing privates it's a different mentality like any type of sickness like if I'm unhealthy if if I'm not feeling good or like I really don't want to do it that gets thrown out the window and I fully commit to the job because I would feel way worse if that person went was like yeah honestly like he doesn't he's a terrible coach and he doesn't do his like he did be bad he hurt the girl like he dropped her like all this stuff then that would be way worse to me in the end um, but also I heard this thing recently that I really liked and this guy was like, you can't necessarily decide like what is a good or a bad product for someone, but what you can decide is like your intent for another person. And he said, so based off base, what, how, uh, how it went off your intent, like if you went into it, like, you know, not trying to do give your all, then, you know, like you did a shitty thing. Like that's a shitty product. Even if it was a good product, like you did, you were still like, it was still shitty in the sense that you weren't even trying. But if you went in like a 100% and say you're 100% isn't exactly what they need, but it's like all you have and they came to you for that, then that's like all you can do. And that's like, be like, that's doing a good thing and being a good person. We're genuine. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm big on intent now versus like, like I'm at the end of the day, I may have not like done exactly what I wanted to on the floor, but my intent and like I know in the whole time, like I gave my one hundred percent and that's all I could do. Now the rest is like just working and like figuring out what I could do, like, you know, in practice to make it better. But like other than that, like I did what I needed to in that moment. That's amazing. And I really like that. I helped. Man. That was beautiful. This is like a TikTok's new crazy. <laughs> TikTok's crazy. This is like a new gauge I'm listening to, guys. Like you guys don't know. If you guys haven't listened to the first one, you can Listen to the first one. You'll see the difference. Yeah, big difference. I want to top it off with something. Man, I really, I, we can go on and on and on and on. For real. I really could. This is going to be like multiple things, like part three, part four, like down For the road. You have such an, you have such, your way of words and the way you show yourself every single day. Obviously, I'm going, I'm looking at based on Instagram, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm not obviously at, at Western, no, I'm not there at Utah with you or at Bartow. But the way you carry yourself through what you're showcasing, it speaks a lot, right? It speaks a lot, just the amount of work that you're putting, the amount of work, 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 and the amount of like just the swagger you put into stunts. Mm -hmm. You know, it just looks 
like I said, it looks phenomenal, inspirational, man. I appreciate that. Do I want to be there one day? Yeah. Is it too late? I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Probably not. <laughs> Probably right. not. Something that Kat, I remember Kat saying in her episode, is manifest. Manifest, manifest, manifest. And you told yeah. me a couple years ago about everything that has happened now. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, it's crazy. I wrote down at the beginning of the year, I wrote down a few things on my, um, on my goal board that I, I like hang it right above my, um, my bed because I like to like, I'm laying over it, I guess. Like it's like, you know, on top of me whenever I'm sleeping and stuff. Um, but like I wrote down a couple things. Like one of them was like, be a stumbler in the routine, just like Matt, me and Matt ended up having the same routine at NCA. Like I literally did every tumbling pass he did. Um, I had every stunning, every stunt that he did, we did the same pyramids and stuff. So we had like identical routines basically. Um, I wrote down, um, be the person that I watched when I was younger. And I ended up doing that for USA this year, whenever, like when we were out there and stuff, like they, like we had an amazing routine and stuff. And we were talking about after we're like, damn, we really like, we're the people that we used to watch. And like, we just like, we're going to inspire a whole new generation from that routine alone. And there's just stuff like that. I wrote down that like manifested this year that like blew my mind because I was like, dang, I didn't even know those are going to come true. And at that, and in those moments, they weren't supposed to. When I wrote down the Matt one, I was like literally spotting Colin and um, I couldn't do the whip full. And I like was pretty sure I wasn't going to be on Marge. Um, I was like, there's no way, even though I was like a, a spotter. I like, but I didn't want to just spot. I wanted to hold stunts. So then when I wrote that, it was kind of like, damn, a lot of things would have to happen. And then they ended up happening. Like, you know, Colin left and then Sony needed a spa and then Boosh and Kat's like, you know, fell off and then Kat needed a, a friend, like a partner. It worked out perfectly, but it's weird how stuff happens like that. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. That's Thanks. Awesome. Thanks. That's amazing. Gage, I want you to leave. I want you to leave something. I want you to say something so badass. Something that gets people blood pumping man i want them to rage at 2 a.m that's what i want them to do what's your biggest put a lot of pressure on me right now tony i was really i wrote this down earlier because i thought um i was thinking about it and i was like dang i really want to like make a post on this uh because i think it's something that like everyone needs to know but i think a big reason a lot of people were successful in what they want to do is be or a lot of people aren't successful in what they want to do and like in those goals is because they aren't willing to give up who they are for what they could be they're more like content with like the the comfortability like being comfortable and like having what's around them and even though it's not as good as it, what they like want at the end of the day it's better than what they don't know and so people you often like miss because um they they shoot too low uh what's that one quote by uh I can't remember who it is, who it's by, but they're like, um, don't shoot for the moon and hit, or like, son, I don't want you to shoot for the moon and hit. I want you to aim for yeah. the stars and miss because I've seen, I've seen that. Yeah, I've yeah, yeah. This one. I don't know who it was by, but I've yeah. heard of it. That's something that like I feel like everyone needs to know. That whole just you got you to be what you want to be. You have to give up who you are, and most people aren't willing to do that. You have to sacrifice everything about you to be be or get to that point, and that's scary. But why? Because everything you are now is because of like what you've been through. And so for you to give up all the things that have happened to you takes a lot 
it takes a lot for you to like give up everything, like every failure that has been in your past to move forward. And so instead of you waking up and being like, dang, because um, I didn't have, you know, like say like, because I didn't have a family, I wasn't able to do this or because like, oh, my whole, all my brothers and sisters are, have been poor before me. So like, why do, like, why am I supposed to grow up and be that instead of like taking that mentality of like, this happened to me and there's nothing I can do about it. You like take the higher road and you're like, I'm going to forget what I like was in the past. Cause I couldn't like, I couldn't control that now, but what I can control now is who I could be. So you like forget it, move on and like be better, like completely changing your whole life. And it's hard because like I said, like you have to give up everything about you and everything about you now is what got you through your past. But um, you have to are give it back to be something in the future. Are you, are you scared of letting younger gauge down? That was yes. just able to do toss hands more. Yes. But more importantly, I'm more scared of letting the people who saw a light in me when I didn't see a light in myself down, especially like co- my coach, when I went to her and I was like, Hey, um, I probably didn't make the right decision when they almost cut me from, or I almost didn't make varsity. Um, and they still put me on varsity. I said, Hey, I like, you know, you didn't make the wrong decision. And they, they said, I hope so. And I swear to God that I hope so. I, I hear that every single day because I like every time I go into a competition, every time I go into the gym, every time I'm doing like, I'm like thinking about like not doing enough. I just hear that. I hope so. Like I, I hope that I didn't make the wrong like decision. And so even though like I made up for it, you know, and it ended up like being something then like it still hits me now. I still think of like all the people that root for me now. Like I hope they didn't make the wrong decision and believing in me because like I feel way worse about like upsetting someone else than myself do you think so i hope so that haunts you then yeah absolutely is it a good thing or a bad thing a good thing i've never it's never been a negative thing i think like i've i it's hard i haven't been able to take it to the point where it like puts me in a bad spot it's always picked me up when i've been at my lowest um like when i was about to walk on the floor and like for partner stunt, like literally just sitting back there freaking out and stuff like that, you know, it, yes, like it was scary, but also the fear of letting the people down, like in the crowd who believed in me and all this stuff was like the thing that like kept me going and kept me fighting through that whole routine. I, it wasn't great, but at, at the, the only thing you can see through the whole routine is that there's fight and that like, I didn't just give up. And it's because like, if I do give up the intent thing, like if I would have given up, that just shows that like, I don't put as much or like I didn't care as much as I could have. And you can, you see that like I gave my 100% I tried my absolute hardest to keep everything up. And even though I didn't like execute properly, I definitely wouldn't let anyone else down because, or wouldn't, wouldn't let like cat touch the ground or anything like that because like it was more about her than me. I'm big on like people. Like I'm big, it's more about the people than it is for myself. I'll like fail for myself, but I won't fail for other people. How come? I'm not sure. I think uh, this like, I don't, do you know what an empath is? It's like, so they're, they're people that like tend to, they like read people very well, but they're also very like invested in others. Like they're very like just big on like the emotional, uh, the emotions of people around them and stuff. And like, I'm an empath and I figured that out. Yeah. And like, like they, that too. Yeah, yeah. Usually if you can like read people's emotions pretty well and like, you can like pick up on that. Um, you're like you follow like the the path of an empath you'll follow their same energy right yeah yeah if you're with them and so it's very like i'm i was watching this video and this guy said that empaths are more common like they tend to believe in other people or like they uh 
they get more motivated from other people than they do themselves. It's not like a bad thing. It's just who they are. Like they like care about people so much and they want to see others succeed around them so much that like they'll make sure that even if they're at zero, everyone else is at a hundred. Everyone else's bucket is more full than theirs. And, and like, it's not a negative thing for people who are empaths, but when you're not an empath and you're doing it, it can be a negative thing. And so I found that with my motivation, that if I base my motivation off of, oh, I want to win, I never win. Freshman, sophomore, junior year, never won. Freshman, sophomore year of Kentucky, never won. Go And like, then this last year and even like my senior year, I was basing off of how can I like help the people around me, like feel more comfortable how can i how can we put out the best routine and like every day was a battle of making sure someone else was more prepared than i was helping everyone else you know and so that's like i think that is definitely what helps hey yo hey, yo <laughs> all right gage it was great talking to you man oh yeah same we're gonna have to do this for another part part three facts down the road down the road two more years down the road two more years yeah i say, I say you're gonna you're gonna we're gonna pop off this year, bro. I'm excited to see what you, get. bro. I'm excited to see the podcast. I'm excited to see spill the cheer below the na- change the narrative. Cheer, I love it, bro. I love change the narrative. Probably one of my favorite phrases now because of that. Italy, it's so beautiful. I don't think people realize the power behind it. We'll see. We'll see in a couple of years. We'll, we we will see. Mm-hmm. We're gonna look back. We'll see what happens. Either <laughs> this goes fucking big. Fuck. If this goes big. Watch me. No. <laughs> Thanks. You take yeah. over Joe Rogan as like you're the number one Spotify podcast. <laughs> Facts. Okay. Well, well, that was it. That was that, that was all I had. Thank Gage. Thank you so much. No, bro. I appreciate you. Thank you again for real. Guys, if you guys are listening, make sure you subscribe. Send it to your friends. Send it to your girlfriend. I don't know. Whoever. Your grandma, maybe. Grandma. We know your girlfriend. You like it. <laughs> girlfriend what's good huh anyways i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast all seriousness thank you for listening gage is amazing as usual go oh, check him out you probably don't need to check him out because you already follow him <laughs> <laughs> bro you're so funny if anything sure you're following him but you're probably not following me so you probably should follow me because yes. we're some amazing content and i want you to be part of this community asap here right now so like it up. Yeah, we'll peace follow. Out. All right, here we go. Do bye bye. Peace.